Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. Today, we're talking about a very, very important topic. As a mental health advocate myself, it is so crucial to bring awareness to postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and even pregnancy depression and anxiety. This is something that one in nine women experience, and it's not talked about enough. And so to break the stigma of suffering and silence, I think it's really important to understand and hear the story of women who have gone through postpartum depression and the tools and resources that have helped you move through it. See, the thing is, is that it manifests very differently for each individual. And so as we hear stories, we may recognize ourselves in others, or we may recognize someone that we love experiencing the same thing. It can be really difficult to differentiate baby blues after childbirth versus postpartum depression. So my hope is with this continued conversation over many different podcasts, I hope that we can build an open conversation and it serves you or someone that you love. Today, I'm so honored to have celebrity Ali Levine on the podcast to share her personal experience with postpartum depression and anxiety and how mindfulness and meditation helped her move through it. You may know Ali as a celebrity stylist. She's appeared with her husband on Bravo's hit TV show, Stripped. She's the podcast host of Stripped Down with Ali, and she is the mom of two beautiful girls. And after the birth of her first daughter, Amelia Ray, she transitioned to becoming a mompreneur and mommy influencer. I was so honored to have this intimate talk with her about her journey with postpartum depression, the differences of her postpartum experiences with both of her pregnancies and deliveries, and how mindfulness and meditation truly helped her ride through this experience. So let's dive into this amazing conversation. Ali, I am so excited to sit with you and really dive deep into your experience with postpartum depression, anxiety, and how mindfulness and meditation has really helped you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I love truly what you are doing with meditation, not only just for mamas and adults and everything and parents, but really truly for kids. And, you know, I've gone through so much of my own meditation journey, so I'm honored to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And we connected and I had the honor of being on Allie's podcast, Strip Down with Allie, which is an amazing podcast. I should listen to it. As you know, we talk a lot about mindfulness and meditation. I know that's been a part of your journey. But really for me, being a mental health advocate, I wanted to highlight postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety because it manifests so differently for everyone. And you openly share that you experienced this with your first pregnancy after your daughter Amelia was born. And I wanted to just have you share in your own words, what was that experience like for you? And how did it manifest for you? How did the depression and anxiety um, feel for you? Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. Because I think that, you know, so many go through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and a combination. And so many feel so afraid to share that or feel ashamed or just feel 
so many emotions and I definitely did. Um, and it was really, I mean, first off, you know, becoming a new mom, like I, you know, I had no idea, like that was something I was even going to handle or deal with. Like in my mind, like I was just going to worry about myself and the baby and, you know, breastfeeding and just being able to somewhat return to somewhat of a normal in my life. And no, did I not think about like, oh my gosh, I could get postpartum depression or my gosh, I could be, you know, have postpartum anxiety. And so, you know, when it hit me first off, um, I kind of dismissed it as baby blues, um, which I think a lot of us do. And not that the, the baby blues don't exist, but I think where there's such a disconnect in our society and just like in general and conversation is that like, it's always like, oh, hey, you know, your hormones are off and you're going to be sad for a little while and things are going to feel weird and things are going to feel different. And that is true. But I think in my mind, because I heard that I like normalized it. So it was like, oh, this is just my life. Like I'm just a new mom and this is how it feels. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. flowing and rolling with things. And I had no idea that I was like spiraling out of control and things were getting like worse and worse and worse. And like, just so not, you know, healthy and not good. And I didn't realize how dark I got until like my husband and my friends and family started like really seeing a shift in me and like seeing something wasn't right and something wasn't healthy and something was just off. And it wasn't, you know, just an emotion. It was like really, truly like something going on within me, within, you know, my hormones, my imbalance, like all these things. And so, you know, at first being able to even like handle that and swallow that and like look at myself and be like okay so I'm a new mom and I'm already having trouble like breastfeeding and I'm already having I already had a really hard traumatic birth and I already had all these things happen I went up in a c-section that I didn't expect to have after wanting to have a natural birth all these things that I felt like can't check these boxes I can't do this can't do that like and now this like this really like what is wrong with me? And that's like the shame. Like I just, I felt so much shame for myself. Like what is wrong with me? Why would I have that? Like why I love my baby. I'm obsessed with her. Like why would I have that like relationship with myself? Why would I have that feeling? And it was just so, it was just so honestly like over, like just thinking back to it. It's like, I, I get choked up because I, remember how heavy it felt and it just felt so heavy and so like wouldn't move like just just Mm -hmm. there like I couldn't move it I couldn't you know like get past it it was a hurdle I couldn't climb and it was just it was so hard but once I you know finally really admitted to myself and to others that I needed some kind of help and resource I was really grateful that I did have such a mom tribe around me and my midwife who was originally supposed to um, deliver uh, my daughter Amelia um, had introduced me to a postpartum specialist and whole like breastfeeding team had all these people on their team and so the postpartum specialist was able to diagnose me you know that I did have postpartum depression pretty heavily and was able to start working with me and I just remember when I sat down with her after having several questions and quite a few hours with her and just crying and looking at her and saying like, what is wrong with me? Like, why, like, why am I like this? Like, what, what is this? Like, why am I experiencing this? And I just remember just like, con- like, why, 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 what, and, and going back to again, like that shame of like, what is this? Why is this consuming me? Why, why is this happening to me? Why, why? And it's like, okay, yes, it's happening to me, but 
why am I so like fixated now when I hear myself saying it out loud, like being outside of it, why am I so fixated on like what's wrong with me and like what is going on with me? And I think that's because so many of us don't feel like we have the support to feel that way and to feel those emotions and to have those, you know, hormones and everything going on. And there is actually sometimes with many people an imbalance and all these things are happening. And so, you know, fast forward after going through, of course, tons of different therapy sessions and visualization and cognitive therapy and also choosing to um, work with CBD um, tinctures and supplements instead of doing um, regular uh, prescription medication because I was just personally I'm more of a natural person and mm-hmm. all these different things you know and visualizations and meditation truly became a game changer for me like I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show like I, after being given so many tools and so many resources of how to work through my postpartum depression, I, you know, was told meditation would help. I was already meditating a little bit with Amelia in and out, like very kind of just on and off as I would kind of need it, not really have to practice more as like a, oh, when I feel a little off, I'll do this. And when the postpartum depression, you know, hit and everything was happening, meditation was truly like the only place where I felt like I could come home to myself where I could sit in my shit, where I could feel all the feels and Mm -hmm. experience what I needed to experience without judgment and not judgment outside, but judgment of me, judgment of myself. And I just, you know, I remember like sitting there with myself and just crying and, and realizing that like so much was underneath. There was so much you know, turmoil and so much heaviness of like, it maybe it wasn't just really the fact that I was a new mom, but that I was truly feeling like I was losing myself and losing mm-hmm. my identity and didn't know who I was and didn't know who I was going to be. And, you know, what is this, you know, form of Allie and who is this person? And I'm used to being, you know, so glam and this Hollywood stylist and TV personality and all these things. And like, now here I am. And like, I'm sitting here and, you know, I have milk on me and I'm covered in poop and I, look terrible and I feel <laughs> terrible you know what I mean like all the real things though and I'm looking at my yeah. body I'm going oh god my body and you know it doesn't look anything like what I thought it was going to look like and I clearly did not bounce back you know quote unquote like people thought I was going to because I'm so small and you know this c-section and the scar and the, my body and this that I was just on and on it was just like horrible and I was just in a spiral and when I finally like really sat with myself in those meditations and started doing different visualizations and journaling and everything. I started journaling those feelings out. I started really coming to what that looked like and what I was kind of pushing down and not wanting to deal with. And it really was, I didn't want to deal with, you know, me and the changes and my emotions and the fact that I kind of did, you know, there was kind of a death of me, a shedding of me, but it was, but it meant a new me was emerging with that much more, you know, power and inspiration and that much more creativity and passion and all these things that I embodied, but I just didn't really know that I had anymore because I felt like I lost so much of it. And so fast forward to, you know, working through that and coming out of around like over a little year or so of Amelia turning one, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and like finally being able to talk positively to myself Mm -hmm. and saying, wow, not only are you doing a good job, but like, you know, you, you feel good when you look at yourself, forget look good. Like you, you feel good. You, you register in your mind that like you, you look good, you feel good. Everything is connecting. You're moving into a positive direction. And from there forward, of course, still my struggles, but I was able to find the light at the end of the tunnel. And I started to really realize that like a huge part of being able to stay there 
was the meditation practice and really making that a huge tool. And so now to this day, you know, second baby and everything else, like I really have focused on journaling and meditation and it's not a luxury. It's truly a tool and a resource and something that I need to do for myself. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it daily, at least every few days to check back in with Allie and to give myself, you know, that safe place and that, um, you know, that, that home and that, and connect to spirit and connect to my actual self when everything else in the world may be, you know, chaotic, especially right now. Um, and being pregnant in a pandemic and quarantine and all that and giving birth, you know, during all of it, I really focused on with Arlie this time around my second daughter, the postpartum piece of it and the preparation of my mind and meditation continuously while pregnant and staying in a safe space and reminding myself that I don't, my internal doesn't have to match the external. And I truly believe that's why my second daughter's birth was so much easier and so much more of like beautiful and, and and not that my other my Amelia's birth was beautiful but it was way more intense and traumatic and this birth was just so much more you know aligned and just felt so like oh my gosh like I'm doing I'm doing like the right like thing with myself I, I I'm feeling it and my body feels it my mind feels it and all of these things and I was like holy shit how did this happen during a pandemic and a you know quarantine and my daughter was literally born when the riots broke out in Los Angeles yeah crazy and I think like oh my gosh but all this aligned and I got my V back and all these things and I realized like wow but what was missing the first time with Amelia well of course I was a new mom and I knew what I was doing but I had no connection to self I had no connection to my mind it was like to me this is what was going to happen I want a natural birth and boom it was going to happen and there she was going to be and it was like (laughs) no not really and so I don't know if I answered your question because I was all over the place. Yeah, no. I mean, when you were sharing your story, I know that people who have experienced postpartum depression is going to relate to that because you touched on so many different amazing things. One is the shame aspect of it. I think that's what holds us back from being able to to verbalize it and talk about it because for many of us, right? Like we wanted a child so badly. Like you said, you love your daughter. It's not that you don't love your daughter. And for, you know, for people maybe who have been struggled, like, getting pregnant or like did IVF they're probably like I did so much to get pregnant and to have a baby and then to feel that so I'm so glad that you highlighted that and change and pain are like the greatest catalyst for growth and self-awareness and self-introspection so your two juxtapositions of your first pregnancy and your delivery and that postpartum and your second one shows how much self-development and self-growth and personal development that you did to be able to be where you were. So I just say kudos to you for not only like finding the resources, but getting the help. And like, I want to just put this out there for anybody who's listening. It's like, yes, you use meditation as one of the tools, but you also went to experts and you got support as well. So I wanted to put that out there so people don't think that meditation alone, um, you know, because it's, this is a real, real thing that mental, it affects your hormones and your mental health. So um, thank you so much for sharing that, Allie. And I mean, to, you know, to your point with that, like I, I exactly. And I would just say to any moms listening or any, even women who might be pregnant, you know, and going through this later on, um, you know, and, and just kind of, put it in their, you know, mind, not that you want to think that this could happen, but just to be more aware and mindful, because I think maybe if I had been more mindful and aware that this was a possibility for me, then maybe 
I could have been more proactive, you know, earlier on to help myself instead of drowning so heavily in the beginning. Um, And I would just say, you know, everyone's kind of help looks different and there's no wrong or right way. It's truly about what works for you. And I'm more of a, you know, natural person, more of a, a spiritual in that sense and everything. And so for me, I really personally didn't want to take prescription drugs if I didn't have to mm-hmm. I wanted to try to do things more naturally and thank god I was able to and you know I didn't have to um go down that road I was able to use the tools in front of me which were you know the CBD and the meditation and the journaling mm-hmm. and the therapy sessions you know in person and virtual doing all the things I described of therapy that was very helpful but again like whatever works for you is best because I've spoken to so many moms and women who have gone through it, who have said to me, you know, I did take the prescription drugs and they worked or they didn't work. Or I did do, you know, some type of self-reflection. And I also had to go take myself away and go to a retreat or mm-hmm. you know, I, I had to, you know, remove myself, you know, from, you know, everything for a moment. And it's like, there's no right or wrong way to handle that. Like I never, in my wildest dreams expected to go through that. So, I would just say to anyone listening, like you are not alone. It is so unbelievably common and whatever you're experiencing is valid. And however you need to get help and have yourself be the best version of you for you and then your baby and family, like that's most important. And for me, meditation truly was my saving grace and still to this day has become a huge foundation and practice for my life. I'm interested to hit your feedback on this, but you know, many of us, like it really does come blind. It like blindsides us. Do you think that's mainly because we didn't have, like, we don't have the correct awareness and education of what the difference between baby blues and what postpartum depression looks like before, like we lack the education of it while we're pregnant. Do you think that it stems from that? Absolutely. I think that, you know, when people say baby blues, it's almost like, in my opinion, you like you assume everyone's going to have baby blues like oh that's just normal okay so my hormones are off and probably because I'm breastfeeding and everything else like oh baby blues okay and it's like that's fine like baby blues most of us do have and and that you know that is normal but it's like I think because we make that so normal we make that such the you know status quo that we all expect that when we're going through that, that like, oh, that's what it is. And then you don't realize that when it continues and spirals and festers and whatever word you want to use, it resonates. That's where you leave baby blues and go into some type of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, combination, whatever it may be. And I just had no clue that I was, nor did I want to face that I was going through that and handle that and, and go into that realm of like, oh, there's something else that could be going on. I already had this, you know, traumatic birth. I'm already having trouble breastfeeding. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's add on one more thing. No, we're not going there. I'm putting myself to the side. And I think like what you were saying before with postpartum, like why my second daughter's birth was so much more aligned is because I did focus so hard on the postpartum phase. And I think that's another disconnect in our society and just in general in the mom community is that, we focus so much on baby and on the pregnancy and the glow and the empowerment and all this thing. And that's amazing. And that's wonderful because you're creating life and it's beyond the most incredible wild thing ever. But at the same time, you have to think about like, 
the postpartum stage is you for the rest of your life. Like it's you, it's your body, it's your mental health, it's you period. And like, why don't we focus on that and say like, and then you're going to meet a version of yourself that maybe you just don't know, but you're going to love her anyways. And you're going to love her even more, but it might take you for some women a while to get there. And that's okay. And I think like starting the conversation that way, not just about you being pregnant, having a new baby. It's like, Oh, I'm having a new baby, but I'm also going to be reborn. Oh, okay. This, this makes sense. Oh, I love that. That is so, that's so well said. And you know, also, um, I'm curious with you when you were pregnant with Amelia, I know people experience like I did. I felt while I was pregnant, I experienced some depression and some anxiety. Um, did you experience any of that when you were actually pregnant with Amelia or was it mainly just after you gave birth? So I would say like little bits of anxiety when I was pregnant at the end. And well, in the beginning meeting, of course, I had no idea like, you know, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Like, you know, will the baby, you know, obviously, of course, you know, stay and all those things. Um, because you just, you know, I think we all talk yes. about it's a little more known um, to think that way in the beginning and first trimester. So first trimester was definitely anxiety in that sense of like the normal things you think about and wonder. But once I knew she was healthy and everything was good, like I was, you know, so um, confident and felt so good. And my body was, you know, thank God thriving. And so was she. And so I felt good about everything probably around the end when I had to start slowing down, especially because I was styling all the time at that point, I was running around, I was doing TV segments, and I was really <laughs> overworking myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was when it was hard for me because I would realize like, I'd be on set and I'd be doing like three shows back to back. And normally I could knock those out like anything. And then I would sit there and be like out of breath and have to sit down. And I'd be like, just give me five minutes. And they're like, why don't you take five and drink some water and like eat something. And then, you know, we'll go again in a little bit. And it's like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. And I think that was even like a little bit telling of like, mm. I didn't want to let go of that old alley. But little, little, little did I know that I was already transforming because I was already carrying life. I was already changing. And I think that's another thing too, right? Like I realized this recently, like when we get pregnant before we even give birth, like we start changing the minute we have life inside of us. We yeah. changing body wise, mind wise. I mean, everything starts changing. I was talking to one of my guests on my podcast the other day and Katrina Scott was a you know fitness expert. And she said to me, our bodies go through 500 changes physically alone when we're pregnant. Oh my gosh. I believe that. Wild. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I believe that because it is like everything about you changes. I I mean, everything, you know, but again, why, why is that not discussed? Why do we not say like, congrats and it's amazing all these things. And like, obviously don't scare the new mom right away, but like, and not scare, but like, don't, you know, feel like you have to obviously tell her right away, but it's like, why aren't those conversations? Like I'm realizing I'm even guilty of this now too. And now I'm trying to be better for my friends who are newly pregnant or newly had babies to be like, yeah, there's so many changes. Yeah, it is going to be so crazy. Yeah, it is going to be a whirlwind, like all of these things, so that we're a little more prepared versus just like this, you know, Pinterest perfect social media, etc, etc, picture of like, this is how amazing it is. And this is how beautiful it is. And it is, it's so freaking beautiful. But it's so hard, as we all know, as moms, and it is so intense, even just with pregnancy and becoming a new mom. And so it's like, why does no one say like, hey, you're going to meet a new version of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You no, know? but you may not, you may not like her at first, or you may not be able to relate to her, or this may feel so, you know, this may take you so far back in your life. Like for me, I realized it took me back almost to like high school when I really struggled in high school with like insecurities and all these different things with me. And I realized like, holy crap, I'm going through the same insecurities all over again at, you know, freaking 32 years old. Yeah. Like you said that your husband noticed signs. Just would you share, like, if you could think off the top of your head, what were some of the signs that like he noticed specifically, just so that our listeners can be aware of? Absolutely. And I completely agree with you, Tajal. Like, I think that definitely um, we're starting to see a shift overall with everything. These conversations are definitely being had more people feel like less um, shameful of speaking about it. I mean, just real quick to that note, I was at my, um, I was visiting with my aunt Mary recently, um, who my, it's my daughter's, um, my grandmother's sister, um, my daughter's named after her. And so um, aunt Mary and I were chatting and I was talking to her about it and she knew I went through it very heavily. And she said to me, you know, I'm really proud of you. And I think it's really brave that you've shared so much and you've also created your podcast you know, from that and sharing that experience. So, you know, raw and so real. And I said, well, thank you. And she, you know, she had suffered through pretty heavy postpartum depression, like very heavy, disconnected from her baby. Like my, my grandmother, who I was mentioning, who Amelia's named after her sister had to step in and raise one of her children in the beginning, like very, very heavy. And back then, of course, there really was no support. And she said to me, you know, when I was crying and looking at my new baby, my mom looked at me and said, wipe your tears, wipe your eyes, the neighbors are coming and you don't want to look bad. Mm -hmm. And I started crying and I said, Oh my God. And she said, well, back then it just wasn't a conversation. It just wasn't something that we discussed. It wasn't something that we were allowed to necessarily feel with our emotions and Mm -hmm. grasp and all these things. And I thought, Holy shit, like look at how far we've come just from that. The fact that someone would say, like their own mother who also probably experienced that same feeling in some way, yeah. shape or form, turns to their daughter and says, wipe your eyes, wipe the mascara underneath your eyes. Neighbors are coming. You have to like look good and put on a show. You just freaking gave birth. Like, mm-hmm. holy crap, you know? And that was just so mind blowing for me hearing that and being like, wow, we, as much as we have so much work to do, we have come such a long way in sharing so openly and so rawly to give permission to other women to know they can do the same and that it's okay. And it's okay not to be okay, period. There's no right or wrong way of feeling that. And so I just want to share that because when she said that to me the other day, it hit me so hard to my core. I was like, oh my God. And then of course I realized like so much of my family went through that and didn't deal with it. And so I'm sure as part of my own trauma, my own everything, Yes. Like, but why didn't we have those conversations with me being pregnant as a new mom? Like no one said to me, Oh, by the way, you know, your aunt went through this and Oh, so did so-and-so and Oh, your mom might've had a minute of it. And this and that nobody, because nobody wanted to have those conversations. And then after I had it, after I went through it, after everyone saw me suffer, it was like, Oh, now we're going to talk about it. Now we're going to open a little bit of that door And it's like, no, let's open the door before all this shit has to maybe happen. Let's Mm -hmm. be more mindful. Let's try to expose this a little bit more and and share this a little bit more. And so, you know, I just think that that is just such an important message. And and, and I love what you're doing for, you know, mental health and and maternal health, especially and all that. And so going to my husband, you know, I think he noticed just in general, like I was crying a lot. I was 
weepy, which of course can be hormonal, but I was like way more than usual. And I was really like, you know, when I was in love with like playing with my daughter, but then as soon as she was down for a nap or down for bed, it was like, I was kind of just off in my own corner, not really doing anything for myself. And I was very disconnected. Um, and my conversations were disconnected. Um, I wouldn't look at myself very nicely. I complained constantly about, you know, what I looked like and my scar and how terrible I looked and all of these things. And I think those were like the first little things for him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it started to get heavier when like, I started, you know, pulling like my acrylic nails off because like they were bothering me and pulling like my lashes out when I would get like my freaking lash extensions done that I pay for. And like, you know, all these things like you just, you know, are not truly normal to do, but it was my way of like, I think just expressing what I couldn't express. Yeah. I was struggling. Um, and you know, I would wait like when, you know, obviously non COVID world and he would be working in downtown LA and he would come home at like, you know, eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. And I would just be waiting for him to come home to put her down for bed. And I would just be sitting in my room, like just crying, like staring at the window, like, oh, I made it through another day. Like, okay, he's home. Okay. You know, and I think he started realizing like, okay, something's going on. And in the beginning, again, I didn't want to deal with it. So for me, it was like, oh, let me go get a massage. Let me get my nails done. Let me go, you know, again, back to the glam, back to the, you know, kind of the external, if you will. And I was like, let me go do this. Let me go do this. You know, let me go get my lashes done. Let me go get my nails done. Let me go get a pedicure. And none of those things aren't great, but I wasn't dealing with obviously the root of what it was. And so I would get those things done. I come home, I feel good for a few hours and then I would feel like shit again. And he was like, okay, you know, well, what do you, you know, what do you want to do now? Or like, what do you, you know, what do you, how do you feel? And this time I say, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like myself. I don't like how this looks. I don't like this. And it just kind of kept getting worse and worse. And then I share this on my podcast, but um, you know, when I'm sitting with him in bed one night, I turned to him and I said, I just feel like I'm mourning the death of me. And he looked at me and just kind of stared at me and I'm crying. And for me, it felt like such a release. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of only really asked for a glass of wine, but like I poured this out with it too. And it was like, Oh, And he just kind of looked at me like, holy shit, did you just say that? And I was like, what? And he's like, are you okay? And I think then that Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, something has to change. Things aren't okay. Even my best friend was like, you're kind of avoiding me, like not having me come over as much. You don't really want to talk as much, like what's going on. And other people reaching out, my mother-in-law noticed some things. And it was like, okay, something, something's off. Like something's no longer the quote unquote baby blues like we're, we're we're in a different we're in a different space now yeah and I think it's so brave of you to accept the like to hear it and to be able to accept the help I think that a lot of people sometimes like right like accepting the help or like saying even admitting that you need help can be a tough spot for people so I just want to take a moment of just like really commending you for listening and like actually taking that step which is why you're thriving today and why you're, why you, where you're at right now. So um, you also are a very prominent mom influencer. So after Amelia was born, you, you still, I mean, you still do your TV appearances and things, but you are now a mompreneur and a mom influencer. And that really kind of took off. So it kind of created your, you had a death of you, but you created this new version of yourself, like a Ali 2.0. And um, you recently, this is so exciting, but you recently um, were, uh, given the word of like being a top influencer on Yahoo, 
I was looking down the list of the other influencers, like Jay Shetty was on the list and there were like other uh, big influencers on the list. So congrats to you for um, that achievement. But I, so much. yeah, that's like so exciting. And um, I'd love for you to share a little bit um, of that journey for you, like of being a mom influencer and how um, this new experience has kind of unfolded for you. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, it was, um, it was pretty wild um, when everything obviously happened. And um, I never expected to be in the space of a quote unquote, you know, mom influencer, um, or influencer period. I, to be honest, I used to shake my head at people that would say they were an influencer, because I'd be like, what, so you tell me to buy something, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, and I, I laugh now, because it's a huge part of what I do in my job. But um I think that something about me that I realized when I started sharing my story in social media. So long story short, backstory. Um, so after my postpartum depression and everything, and I started kind of finding the light at the end of the tunnel, um, I went dark on social for like almost two, two and a half months because I couldn't handle and couldn't process being on social media and dealing with how I was feeling and having things trigger me and look at other moms who were quote unquote killing it and looking so good and bouncing back and all these things that were just so triggering for me. And I just couldn't do it. And so I signed off, which is a really hard decision to make when you're in that space and you are, you know, um, someone, you know, who d- does uh, work on social media for part of your living. And when I signed off, I lost, you know, so many followers and I lost so much of my momentum. All these people were following me for, you know, all these things. And then even more so when I came back and I, um, you know, kind of reemerged on social media, I started sharing like that I went through postpartum depression and I shared some really raw photos of me, not really, you know, with any makeup and my body and my C-section and my scar and all these things that I would never have shared before because it was not me and it was not glam and it was not, mm-hmm. not that. It was not that pretty picture. Right. And when I started sharing it at first, to be honest, people started unfollowing me. It was very much like, I'm not interested in that. That's not, you know, my you know, jam per se. That's not why I was following you. And like, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And I get that like to each his own, you know, um, they followed me for many years over, you know, glam and celebs and all these things that I was doing, but I just wasn't in that space. That wasn't where I was right then. And so the most beautiful thing happened when I was losing and shedding so much of myself and also my, my social and everything, I started getting followed by, so many different moms and moms who were, you know, pregnant and, you know, like, you know, moms to be and all these things. And they were like, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Or moms who would message me and say, I just heard your podcast and you sharing how much you felt you lost yourself. Like I felt the same and I felt so ashamed and all these things. And I'm going, wow, this is so common. Like so many moms just feel so not heard and not seen and that's where I just fell into this raw space. And ever since then, it's just been this wild journey of me sharing so much of my heart and soul of my real and raw of everything I go through, you know, and then it just kind of turned into well, also, you know, brands wanting to further align with me, not just for my TV segments, but for my social to share what I like and what works and what I'm using in my own family and in my own life. But for me, it always goes back to the message of like, how am I helping? How am I giving you that permission to feel good again, or permission to have confidence to do something, you know, or use this product, because it's going to truly help you in your life, or it's going to make things easier for you and you know your family or whatever it may be. And that's really now where 
I am in that space. And I share truly so real and raw of like, you know, authentically me and, and who I am. And so thank you for what you said about, you know, the article. But to me, it's, I'm honored to be a part of that group. But to me, it's like, I don't like thinking as an influencer. I'd like to think of myself of I'm authentically me. I've authentically aligned with my purpose and I'm sharing it that, and that is creating that influence. Yeah. I feel like there's another term there's influencer and then there's an inspirer because your feed is, it's very raw. It's very real. And you're using your platform to spread important messages. It's not just about products like and things like that, like you said, right? It's about like, this is going to help you make your life easier and make you feel better. It will enhance your life in a certain way. So I feel like you're more of an inspirer <laughs> than uh, you yeah. know, like that influencer because there's a different, I think there's a different energy to it. You know, really that's amazing that you are, you are fulfilling your purpose of why you were here and everything that you went through was really elevating you and involving you to who you are today. You had to go through those really dark moments to be able to be a light in the life of others. And that's what you are and that's what you do. And, um, and I think that it's amazing and it gives so much hope to women who are going through this but also in that other arena too of like me moms who are you know same thing is like they have something that they're passionate about and they want to authentically share it and uh they can look up to you know women like you who have been doing it you know i think like you said like when you align with your purpose you really start to kind of see the rest and not that i would ever wish you know what i went through on anyone um but I truly do believe like I, I was broken um, and I was able to go through that brokenness to be broken open to then shed and share so much of my real and raw of who I am and where I am now and like where I'm aligning and like you said, my purpose. Yeah, I completely, I can sense that. I can feel that. I believe that too. We talked about so much goodness, so this is going to be hard, but if there was one takeaway that you would want a mama to take from this episode, what would it be? Okay. Two things. One, you know, you really do have to think about, you know, once you have your baby, that there is a chance of you essentially being reborn. There is a chance that there will be a death of you in some way, shape or form. And it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be anything negative even though it may feel that way, it really can be such a beautiful immersion of you. And like you said to all of me, Ali 2.0, like of you as a new woman and a new mother and all these amazing things about you that you were already amazing. But now because, you know, you are now a mother and you've stepped into this role, which is one of the most important roles in life, you are just that much more empowered, that much more beautiful inside and out. And you have to remind yourself of that. I think that's just so important to to know and remember. And then secondly would be, you know, really focusing on yourself, whether you're a mom of one, two, three, four, five, whatever it may be, or you're going to be a mom, really get intentional, really think about what does this look like for me postpartum wise, not everything outside, all that you'll figure out at some point. We all do, we all shift, we all shake, we all figure it out, but the actual piece of you, the postpartum piece, how do I be mindful? How do I be good to myself? How do I be healthy to my mind, my body to keep myself mentally fit, not just physically fit, all these things. Think about 
the postpartum stage. Think about that as the next stage of your life truly and not just necessarily that small piece of your pregnancy and birth. Oh, that was beautiful. I love that. Allie, where can the moms connect with you and find you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I always love chatting with you today. And I just have to say, thank you for being such a space and especially for with meditation and all the goodness that you offer. Like I said, my own daughter, I know what we were talking about before we started recording, like Amelia is already doing little practices where she says, I breathe. And like, it's <laughs> and like, I see it helping her and shaping her and reminds me to do the same. And it's just, you're so inspiring with that and, and really truly give a safe space. And also like, a true tool to use that we all could use, especially right now. So thank you for that. And um, I, you can follow me at Allie Levine Design, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design, all on social, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, if it still exists. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, anywhere, um, anywhere you find a social media platform, I'm going to be launching my YouTube again soon, my podcast, as Tajal mentioned, and you can check out her amazing episode, um, Stripped Down with Ali Levine. It is going through a rebrand and a new uh, name, but you will find it if you search uh, Ali Levine, depending when this comes out. My website, AliLevine.com. Um, if you are looking to work with me or be styled by me, you can just DM me um, and reach out or book through AllieLevineStyling.com. And please, if you know, your mom just wanting to share your story or connect or you heard this and it resonated with you, I love connecting with my community on social. Please come say hello. Please share yourself, your story with me. I truly love my community and everything. And I'm grateful for my, you know, my social and everything I do with my work. Thank you so much, Allie, for this soulful conversation, being so open and honest. I know it's going to help so many moms. And it was just a pleasure, like always, to sit and chat with you. So thank you again. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, IndieBound, BAM. And you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner in learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.